0: Oh, hey there. Welcome to another edition of What Barry's Talking About from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, distracted driving is on the rise. And not just calling and texting, many people not afraid to admit they're doing things like watching TV, grooming, and typing in a destination when they should be keeping an eye on the road. Biff Naked. Remember her? Skateboarding theater student turned punk rocker who's celebrating the 25th anniversary of her top-selling album, I Bifficus. She stopped down to chat with us ahead of a concert tonight in Barrie and a dating app that finds your perfect match based on your musical tastes. But first, here's something to die for not literally but some of barry's most prominent citizens will soon be playing dead placed in a casket and eulogized by their peers to raise money for talk is free theater artistic director arkady spivak calls them funerals he stopped by to chat with barry 360's will conkin about how this in lieu of flowers campaign works and who's going to be laid to rest
1: So tell me about these theatrical funerals and the In Lieu of Flowers campaign. Just kind of
2: break it down for me and the listeners.
3: Absolutely. And what possessed us to do this in the first place and in the last place? You know, uh, we are a non-for-profit charitable organization like most most, uh, arts organizations and service agencies and various other groups, health-related. And we were trying to come up with, given the times that we're living through right now where we're coming back to life, quote-unquote, and how difficult it is to be able to uh, persuade. Because, you know, arts have always been at the bottom of all the non-for-profits because they're vital, but not as vital as an ambulance and not as vital as health and et cetera, et cetera. They are important. So we're trying to come up with a new and interesting way of, if it raises $2, that will certainly be talk of town. And then it has to connect to who we are as an organization, which is our voice, which is all about irreverence, all about... Uh, lack of pretense, pretentiousness. It's all about real, true, deep, important, crazy. Comedically speaking, this fundraiser is really what people would expect from us, even though they expect unexpected, you know? But then they go, oh, yes, yes, that's a TIFF project. They would immediately do. So what it's all about, we've asked 20 prominent people in the community, in the city of Barrie, and various friends from Mayor Alex Nadal, Uh, to uh, various community members like Janet Lawhead and William Moore and John Gilroy and Shelly Ann Skinner, a bunch of folks with notoriety, uh, to allow themselves to compete for the top seven position from the 20th. And the top seven positions will will be really based on who gets the most pledges. So seven top earners will each be given a fake funeral uh, on our stage with full... Serious approach to it, such as laying in a casket. For I even learned what 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 the difference between caskets and and coffins in the process. Because we have Stackley Gooderham and our title sponsor for it. I was given proper. And I now know more about funeral business than I do about theater. Um, at any rate, so seven top. Uh, so so each of the seven people will be given seven uh, very uniquely tailored funeral, unlike. The one that would be hosted next day for somebody else, uh, we will collaborate with them to the best of their interest ability. Uh, they will help identify who are the three or four folks who would like to who whom they would like to make a eulogy, uh, what reception should be served, uh, those kind of things. You know, and then I realize after this that a lot of people have been doing it already, because there is a thing called a living funeral. And it's not widely practiced, but it's not new in that you kind of want to know what people will say about you to hear it. And what's the point of them spilling the guts about how important they are in your life if you're not there to witness it? And you've died thinking you're complete nobody or meant, meant nothing to nobody, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Is the, uh, the public allowed to come?
3: Absolutely. So uh, voting closes August 10th. So anybody who would like to donate, we strongly encourage and recommend folks do that. And, uh, you know, people can donate in terms of whom they don't want in a casket by voting for other people. And on the other hand, they would like to vote whom they would like to be in a casket just for fun. August 18th is when Uh, The funerals will be, specific funerals for specific people will will be announced and they will take place from September 15th to the 22nd. And folks can actually look at who... Who, uh, because it's updated daily every weekday, it, uh, by one o'clock we update our website about what the tally is. Oh, so you can see how you can are see who is who is who who's is, ahead of who. Yeah, who's and in, we, we expect you know it's it's already been quite quite uh, generated a lot of excitement a lot of uh, a lot of support already. Thank you very much. Um But you know we expect that the last two weeks will be will be really, uh, you know cutthroat so yeah, to speak the,
1: the, the final the final little the uh, final. leg of the of when it the, finally
3: yeah. dawns on people that they may have to be in a casket they need to either commit to it and raise more pledges or they need to make sure their neighbor or their colleague or their co-participant ends up there instead
1: do people do they go to uh, your website or something to, to to donate for that specific person that they want
3: absolutely absolutely and it, it, the actual program it will say very specifically on you, your flowers Alex Nadal and your flowers such and such and uh, we'll um, will give tax, uh, they're all tax, uh, we, we, uh, uh, eligible for tax receipts. I'm looking forward to to uh, to funerals themselves because, you know, there will be a lot of... Last time you spoke at my funeral, this was horrible. What you said, and, and, and somebody is actually overhearing this conversation without knowing a context. Those are the kind of stories one lives for,
1: you know? I assume there'll be some giggles from the caskets. <laughs>
3: well, uh, well, this is one of my challenges. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Because I'm the worst. I cannot, like... Uh, Comedy is the all important thing. You cannot. You're nobody next to it. If it's funny, it, 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 particularly physical. There's nothing, nothing funnier than somebody falling for no reason or like I don't know what it's all about. It's it's some psychological thing, but it's it's really really exciting. And I think yeah. So we already heard. I already had a couple of cases where people run into me on the street and say, "I'm not talking to you because you never asked me to lay in a casket." People of importance, I can't even tell you who they are. Extremely successful people. And so, you know, those, and somebody overheard that conversation on the sidewalk and it stopped traffic, and I barely kept it together. This is is the kind of, this is the kind of, and this is what's important about it. Uh, Nothing unifies people than comedy. And it's almost a conspiracy against the world where uh, somehow we get together and we pull off this absolute crazy, crazy, crazy thing.
1: Wow. Well, thank and you very much for chatting with us today about it. Really appreciate it.
3: Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
0: Sounds like a lot of fun. Viewings of the 20 Souls taking part are at tift.ca where you can also make a donation. Some more entertainment for you. She doesn't gush often, but our MJ did a little bit when she had the opportunity to talk with one of her music idols, Biff Naked, who was among Canada's top selling artists from 1996 to 2016. She's celebrating an anniversary and is performing in Barrie. Tonight, actually, at the rec room, MJ caught up with her while walking her dog in the rain.
2: It's an exciting anniversary coming up. It is 25 years since you released Ibificus. And can you believe it's been 25 years since that happened?
4: No, I can't. Absolutely, I can't. It feels like five.
2: (laughs) So quick, right? When you first were making this, it wasn't your first album, definitely. You know, it wasn't your last. Did you know that you were creating something special with it?
4: Um, You know, it was the first time I went into a big fancy studio. In my opinion, it was the Armory, this legendary studio in Vancouver. And we were working with a big fancy record label, Sony 550. And they sent us a producer named Glenn Rosenstein, uh, who I hadn't met before. And all I knew was that he had worked with Samantha Fox. And so I was flipping out because, of course, we were all Samantha Fox fans. Um, And Glenn became a lifelong friend, and he was so musical and so um, innovative. It was just, it was magic. Working with him and his engineer was John Patoker, and it was just the most magical experience.
2: It wasn't the first time you were touring, because you were touring before, but to go on that sort of grand stage, you did huge tours after that album came out, just with all its success.
4: Um, you know, it was remarkable. I have to say, we toured that record in Europe, and um to be on the big stages with bands like the Prodigy and to go on tour with the cult and all of these types of bands. It was transformational for me. And I just, I mean, it was unforgettable.
2: fast forward twenty five years later, you're going to be bringing the album bringing it back out again with your tour what made you decide to sort of do this kind of like trip down memory lane?
4: Um, You know it was requested. I kept getting uh, people who were kind of reminding us that it was it's been 25 years and so many uh, fans started sending I guess messages of their memories and what it meant to them when that record came out. There was a lot of really special moments that happened uh from the Ibithacus records like Lucky being featured on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for example, and uh on Spaceman being a, a radio hit in Canada, Germany and the UK. I mean it was just it was really a magical time and I think from that point forward, um, I had a lot of freedom to make records, um, with songs that I I wanted to sing. And so it was for me, it really catapulted me into a position of power as a as a woman in the music industry and as a female songwriter. Um, and of course, Willis Bear was around the same time, so it was uh, it was just really um, it was powerful.
2: And uh, on a personal note, I can't hear "Lucky" without thinking of this one couple that I once knew. I didn't I wasn't at their wedding, but I was working at a store and we had your song on. Um, it was on like our regular playlist and I would just like start singing along to it and my <laughs> coworker was like, Oh, you know, Sean and Suzanne had this at their wedding. It was what they danced to for their first song. I'm like, Are you serious? <laughs> so I literally can't hear that song without thinking of them. Oh, so that's so nice. Yeah. Stuff
4: like that makes me so happy. I had written that song um, a few years earlier with a boyfriend, um, and it was a really romantic time in my life, and I submitted that song for my first album, and it got denied. Huh. And so there was something there was something to me that was very special about the song, and so I resubmitted it for my second album, of course, which was Ibificus. And it got
2: accepted. This is really exciting, too. There is a documentary being made right now. Um, it, it, it's currently in the works. It's going to cover so much of, of of everything you've been through. Of course, like your time in the music industry is documented, but you had you've been through a lot. <laughs> and I, I remember back when um, you announced that you were diagnosed with, with breast cancer. And but you've had a lot of things happen to you since then.
4: Um, I think we all have. Like, and I always maintain that everybody has a story, and the older we get, the more we all go through, whether it is the loss of our parents, whether it is you know health crises, whether it is divorce, um you know it's it's so it's so much to live a life, and I always say, look what happens to a person like everybody goes through so much stuff, I think that it makes us all more relatable to one another. And I don't think my story is particularly special or remarkable. I, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was very grateful um, because I thought, well, statistically, if it's one in eight women, that means i it's my turn. And eight people that I know hopefully won't get it, and I'll take one for the team.
2: With this documentary, when can we expect it out?
4: Uh, I'm hoping that they will want to release it next fall. Um, because I'm Canadian and I'm such a proud little Canadian, I would like uh, the Toronto International Film <clears throat> Festival to be the premiere. Uh, so that's what we're shooting for.
2: Wow! Are people going to find out anything that might be surprising in this documentary that we may not have known, even the most hardcore of fans?
4: It's possible. Um, I've always been kind of a blabbermouth and a bit of an open book, so I think everybody kind of knows all of the deep stuff, but there's a lot of dogs in this movie. There's so many dogs. Um, There's a lot of rescue dogs, and, of course, there's in my family, there's five dogs. Um, You know, in my peripheral family, there's probably another ten dogs. And they're all in
2: the movie. Is there any other activities that are keeping you busy? Not that you need more, but...
4: I'm going through a lot in my romantic life, which is, you know, evolutionary. And uh, I just
2: keep rolling. Oh my gosh, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, MJ. I hope you have a great week. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, bye.
0: If Naked at The Rec Room in Barry tonight, 7 o'clock. Tickets available at therecroom.com. What Barry's Talking About is a weekly podcast featuring the best Barry and Simcoe County have to offer and more. We've covered a lot of ground since we began last summer, learned if and when you should be getting another booster shot against COVID, found out why the Barry Farmers Market is not that excited about a move to the downtown bus terminal, and talked with one of the two young men who risked their lives to save two others from a house fire in Alliston. You can get caught up and make it easy to keep up in the future by subscribing to what Barry's talking about through any podcast distributor. Still to come on What Barry's Talking About Distracted Driving. A CAA survey finds we're doing it a lot. And a dating app that finds your perfect match based on your taste in music. Now, this Our community rocks. It's a well known fact blood transfusion saves lives. It's also a well-known fact that the world relies on voluntary unpaid donations to fill the need for blood. The need for blood never ends. Canadian Blood Services and Barrie is calling on you to help save a life. Please consider donating today. Appointments are mandatory and must be booked in advance. Book today at blood.ca through the Give Blood app or by calling one 8 2 donate Our community rocks. On Barry's Rock Station, Rock 95. This is what Barry's talking about from Barry360. I'm Dan Blakely. Well, this isn't working out the way it was supposed to. Ontario's distracted driving law came into effect in 2016, but a CAA survey of its members has found a rising number admit they are using their smartphones and writing text messages while driving. In fact, They're engaging in other activities that might surprise you. We're joined by CAA Community Consultant Michael Stevens. Michael, you found that nearly half of Ontario drivers are behaving badly?
1: Unfortunately, there has been an increase in the amount of Ontario drivers that admitted to driving distracted at one point. So it's up 4% from last year. So that's 44% of Ontario drivers admitted to driving distracted at one point in this survey.
0: And is there an explanation for that happening? Can you equate that to way back when, when seat belts became mandatory?
1: So we're not too sure what uh, the link is to the increase. There could be numerous factors that play into that. Uh, We live in a very connected world nowadays. Uh, We all, myself included, we like to be connected, have that instant gratification and instant uh, response back to messages. But while that's, fine to do while you're at home or at work. Uh, behind the wheel, that is not the place for that. So making sure that if you do have your phone with you in your vehicle, making sure that it's either set to do not disturb or tucked away just so you're following the rules of the road. Distracted driving while holding a handheld device is illegal in Ontario. You can be charged. Uh, you do face a fine of a minimum of $615, a three-day license suspension, and three demerit points. So it's important to just keep that phone tucked away and focus on the road.
0: I'm guessing a lot of people are maybe saying, oh, be all right, just this once and then that, that nothing happens. So it's okay another time and another time and another time.
1: Unfortunately, that can happen. Uh, we, we hear that with impaired driving as well, that folks uh, maybe have a bit too many drive home, they take that risk, and perhaps they're not caught in that instance, uh, and they think they can get away with it again, or they just have that, like, okay, like, got away with this one time, won't do it again. But unfortunately, that is, that's too much of a risk. That text isn't worth risking the life of yourself, your passengers, or other drivers on the road. Driving is a privilege here in Ontario, and we do have rules of the road that we all need to follow as licensed drivers, Making sure that you are avoiding texting and driving, avoiding playing with your in-vehicle display too much, uh, connected apps and console screens, just making sure that those are all set up before you drive can help keep yourself and others safe. My husband and I got a new vehicle about two years ago, and it it had a fancy new console that our old car did not have, and taking a bit of time to familiarize yourself with that console before you get on the road is so important. There's a lot of notifications and features that our vehicles have, so take your time with that manual. Find a YouTube series on all, on the car and having it explained to you, and determine what features you actually need on, on that display screen and what you actually want to use, and most importantly, if you are going out for a drive, if you are using it for GPS, set that up before you go. Set up any playlists before you hit the road. That way, you're not distracted by those things while behind
0: Okay, we focused on smartphones and, and uh, those new contraptions in cars. What other kinds of things did you find are, are distracting drivers?
1: Uh, in the survey, so we had holding a mobile device it's the most common form of distraction, but also things like grooming yourself. Uh, so whether that be fixing your hair, or applying makeup. We've heard from people that sometimes they shave while driving, which is a bit concerning, or brushing their teeth while driving, typing in a destination, so if you're traveling somewhere and maybe you need to make another stop, sometimes drivers are punching that in while they're driving, which is dangerous, and then even watching TV. Unfortunately, we heard from some of our survey respondents that those were some of the that, that was a form of distracted driving, so watching say it was a movie or a TV show on their phone, uh, which of course you should not be doing and it's illegal while behind the wheel. Driving does require our full focus, so any Anything that can take your focus away from driving is a form of distraction and is something that you should avoid, so you're focused on the road.
0: And, of course, smartphones these days, getting back to those for a second, they have a function now where it'll send a message to whoever's trying to text you or contact you to say, you're in the middle of a drive, I'll get back to you.
1: I did used to have that set up uh, previously on my old phone, so whenever it would be set to do not disturb while driving, if someone texted me, they would get a text back from me, right away just saying, hey, I'm driving, I will text you when I get to my destination. My new phone, I haven't set that up. I, set, I just do do not disturb. People don't need to know, for me personally, I don't think they need to know that I'm driving if I'm not responding back right away. that like, I, you don't need to provide that explanation. The important thing is that you have set your phone to that feature, uh, whether it's do not disturb, disturb on Apple or I believe Android have it as something else. But it's having that feature so you're not getting any notifications while you're behind the wheel. And, of course, if you don't like those features, uh, the tested and true version is also just to either turn your phone off or put it on silent and tuck it away so you're not even thinking about it and not tempted to look at
0: it. I've told members of my family that if they need to call um, and it's an emergency and I don't answer the phone right away because my phone is on all the time, just by virtue of my work, but, if they don't get an answer the first time and it is an emergency, call right back. I'll see that it's them because it'll pop up on my dashboard, and then I'll pull over and take the call.
1: Yep, yeah, and that's certainly uh, one method as well that you can use, uh, having that uh, relationship with your family and making sure that they're aware of that and can do that. And I think that's really important too that pulling off pulling off road finding somewhere uh, where you can park, so like a parking lot. Maybe don't pull over on the side of the 401 uh, for (laughs) a call like that, but get off the highway or pull off to a side street and safely park your vehicle uh, where you can uh, and take that call. Again, as, as much as it might be an emergency, taking your attention away from the road or being distracted by that call while actively driving could lead to an even worse emergency for yourself. So it's important that you only take those calls when you're safely parked.
0: Any other advice you have to offer on this to try and get people to stop doing this distracted driving thing?
1: Just a reminder that whatever you need to do, so whether it's sending a text, inputting your destination, setting up a playlist, do it all before you drive. The risks of distracted driving simply aren't worth it. So whether that be injuries, fatalities, or a fine or demerit points, It's not worth sending that text or trying to type in that destination. So make sure that you get all your distractions out of your system before you get behind the wheel and you can get to your destination safely.
0: Do you have any notion as to the number of distracted driving charges uh, police in Ontario have laid since the distracted driving charges came into play?
1: In terms of total charges since uh, distracted driving legislation came into play, I don't have those numbers. I do know that distracted driving is one of the leading charges that police officers lay in Ontario. So I can't give you a exact number. I do know it's one of the one of the most common charges that they are laying right now.
0: Thank you so much, Michael. Appreciate your time and uh, keep up the good work there.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All kinds of dating apps available to help you find a perfect match. Barry 360's Will Konkin has found a new one called Vinylly which uses your musical preferences to find that special someone, he gets the pitch from Vinally creator Rachel Van Nortwick.
5: How it works is you can either um, sync your Spotify uh, listening history or you can use our profile generator to create your profile. And then we just ask you a few questions about the role music plays in your lives, Uh, your preferences in terms of um, seriousness of relationships, sexual preferences, uh, radius and then we deliver matches to you, uh, presented from through highest volume to lowest volume. And um, from there, you can push play, check out a matches playlist and then you can even search suggest and buy concert tickets in the chat as
1: well oh wow lots of different options within it how how did it uh, come to be definitely with music like you're saying you can bond over it over a shared interest mm-hmm. yeah how did it all come to be
5: yeah so you know i'm a lifelong music fan i started listening to my parents records uh, when i was six or seven and um, have been to over 500 concerts um You know, really just value the role of music in my life and and, and, uh, generally, you know, just sort of connecting people. Uh, So I uh, started working on Violinly in 2016 um, after seeing my friends and family struggle on traditional dating apps. And those same people were huge music fans. So I created the app. It's nothing like it uh, existed. And then um, launched on the... uh, iOS App Store in 2019.
2: How does it
1: all unfold within the app?
5: So we we um, try to do things a little bit differently um, than some of the traditional dating apps. So all of the all of the um, activity, I guess you could say, in the app is music based. So we have pushing play. You can fast forward, you can shuffle, things like that. But what's what's great about it is, you know, we do have photos, so you you can um, add up to three photos, but really when someone wants to push play, they can actually, prior to, look at someone's entire playlist, play songs off the playlist, see all of that music data, and then once they push play, um, you know, they can start a chat.
1: Oh, okay, I see. And then um, is it only your uh, Spotify playlist that's connected? Like, do you need Spotify or could you have like Apple Music or uh, what other kind of like that?
5: So we started out with, you know, Spotify, it's the largest streaming service, um, used globally. However, you know, we got feedback that not everybody uses Spotify, right? Or you, you know, most people use actually multiple streaming services. So what we did is we actually built our own, uh, you know, sort of sign up flow, um, outside of Spotify. So you can go through, um, that route if you want to and, um, you know, select artists, um, that, um, you're listening to. You can actually create and edit your own playlist. So there's uh, multiple ways that you can sign up.
1: Okay, and then uh, how has the response been so far from the users?
5: Oh, you know, it's, it's been really, really great. We, as I mentioned, we launched in October 2019 right before the pandemic actually. And we were worried because we have, you know, that concert feature um, in in the chat. But actually, um, even though concerts went away, uh, people were really drawn to the app because dating apps were sort of the only option um, to meet people at the time. And, um, you know, just music was something positive, I think, for people to connect over. So we've grown over, you know, 12,000 percent. I think it's much more than that. Uh, uh, to date, we've shared some some stats uh, about the last year on Vinily on our socials, so you can check those out. But we've really sort of secured, you know, the category of of a music dating app uh, for vinylly.
1: Where do you see this going?
5: I love that question. Um, You know, I think really we, you know, like most products, right, we want to be a household name. There are 1,600 dating apps, uh, believe it or not, out there on the app stores, and so for us, you know, we we are an independent app but we want to be um someone that you know basically the app that people think of you know when they think i'm I'm a music fan i love music i you know i want to i want to find someone we want finally to be there and then from there you know we are going to expand to additional Marketplaces, so outside of, you know, the U.S. and Canada um, and add additional features. So, you know, the goal is just to keep, keep doing this. I'm a huge music fan. I'm not going anywhere. So I just want to keep creating and make the experience better and better.
1: Where can people find more info about the app and uh, download it?
5: Okay. You can go to VinallyApp.com where you can learn more about uh, the app and then you can download from there or otherwise you can go directly to the app stores to download as well.
0: And that's our program for this week. Thanks to MJ and Will for their input, to Matt Ladder for his technical prowess, and to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to What Barry's Talking About, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with What Barry's Talking About on Facebook and Twitter at Barry360, on our website, barry360.com, and on our daily Kickstart podcast available from any streaming service and on our website. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.